Hey, listeners, if you are thinking about divorce and concerned about your children, please go to my online parenting plan course. It will help you plan how you're going to parent through divorce and beyond. And I promise you, it will keep conflicts from erupting in the future while keeping you centered on your children. Check it out at lisakoski.com. I think with any part of either life transitions or just wanting to be the best that we can be is really focusing on our mindset and having gratitude for the little things in life. And so if I were to leave your clients with anything, it would be that, that, you know, have a gratitude journal, go outside, be in nature, go for a walk, get exercise, but any part of life that we're having a struggle with, that's always a good start to moving forward. Welcome to Doing Divorce Different. Join family law attorney turned mediator, Lisa Kosky for candid conversations on how to alleviate the fear of divorce and how to heal through empowerment. Now your host, Lisa Kosky. Welcome listeners. I'm so thankful that you're here today. We have a divorce coach, Bridget Lachinsky. Lachinsky. Did I say that right? Just you say did. it, Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> she said just like Shin. So Bridget Lachinsky. <laughs> and I'm so thankful that she's here because we've had some divorce coaches on Bridget, but I don't know that I've ever really even talked about what is a divorce coach? So for some of my listeners who don't even aren't really familiar with it, I want to get into that. I want to talk a little bit about practical ways to prepare for a divorce and the emotional way. So that's what we're going to go into during this episode. But Bridget, before we start, I'm so grateful that you're here. I know we're all so busy and I'm thankful that you took the time truly from the bottom of my heart. And I would love to get to know you a little bit better. And I don't even really know your authentic story and what led you to be a divorce coach. Would you mind sharing that? Yeah, absolutely. So I myself was divorced around 13 years ago. And my husband and I at the time didn't know the process. We didn't know what to do. So we just both lawyered up and we were pretty amicable. We could have probably went through the divorce and used a mediator. We weren't that contentious, so we didn't know any better. We both got attorneys. It ended up taking like a year-long process, and we ended up spending like $40,000. And honestly, like the average divorce is probably like twenty dollars to $30,000, but right. that's money that I feel like could have went to our children for their college or something else. So it always like sat at the back of my mind that we could have done things better. It also hurt our co-parenting relationship that after the divorce was final, we couldn't really communicate because we were both in the win-lose battle of the divorce process. And so I'm I'm so thankful that you're talking about this, Bridget, because I mean, you know, and I sometimes forget one of my main goals is to help people know that there's a better option. And even if you are a little bit contentious, if you're both dedicated to working together, you can say, I mean, $40,000 is a lot of money when you are kind of on the same page about everything. There's a lot of better ways. And I love to help people through a divorce mediation. So just getting that word out is so helpful. So maybe one of the things you would have done differently if you would have known 
was to do it collaboratively or with a mediator. I wish I would have known about a divorce coach because I certainly would have gotten one just to get the direction, the knowledge, the landscape of what to expect before it was happening. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I was scrambling to find information that I needed for my attorney. I was working full time. And so I just felt overwhelmed with being a single mom, work and the divorce itself. So that was really a difficult time for me. And, you know, I hear like statistics that three to 5% of the workforce will go through a family transition, like a divorce in a year, and you lose like 40% productivity from that person during that time. And so it's such a needed thing for employees, also just everyday people, you know, anyone Mm -hmm. who's going through just needs someone to walk alongside of them to help them through that process. So you went through this and then you kind of had an aha moment and went, oh my gosh, if someone would have been there to tell me about a better way, I could have used them. And is that how you got into divorce coaching? And then tell us a little bit about what divorce coaching is too. Sure. My background is actually in sales and marketing. And I was coming to a place prior to COVID where I was like, you know, I'd like to try to get into something different. And I took an assessment and coaching came up. And so I was thinking business coaching, you know, what kind of coaching? Well, my husband's a divorce mortgage specialist. He came Mm -hmm. home and was talking about just work things. And I'm like, you know, there should be a divorce coach. And I Googled it. And sure enough, there has been divorce coaches. They've been around for like 10 years. So I went through the certification and got certified and then started my practice. Awesome. I'm so glad that you're there because it's kind of getting your team together when you're going to go through something like this. And I'm guessing that you would kind of recommend that when someone is thinking about divorce, maybe that coach, I mean, there's probably a lot of people that could be the first person to call, but that divorce coach might be the first one. In my opinion, I think it's the best person to call first because they can just give you advice on what direction to go. I mean, I was going to read like just based on the American Bar Association, divorce coaching is a flexible, goal-oriented process designed to support, motivate, and guide people through the divorce to help them make the best possible decision for their future based on their own interests, needs, and concerns. And so that to me, is someone that you can call on and they will give you referrals to other professionals that they need. They can open up ideas, concerns. They can help you focus forward on what you want at the end of the divorce. They can help you think of a divorce budget. A lot of people don't think going into a divorce, what do I want to budget for the divorce? You know, we budget for um, school, retirement, you know, a new home, anything, but we don't budget with our divorce. We just kind of go in blindly. Yes. So not only is your budget important and how much you're spending, but thinking through what you're wanting to, and you know, it kind of gets you working together when you talk about how much do we want to spend? How do we want to do this? So maybe in the beginning stages. So I think we're kind of talking about the practical things that a divorce coach like you helps people with. So you help them know what to expect moving forward, correct? So if someone calls you, you know, tell me a little bit about what that's like. The first time someone calls you and they don't know what to do, what kind of direction can you give them? I'm sure it totally depends on their situation. (laughs) Yeah, it does depend on where they're at in the process. A lot of the clients that I work with are pre-divorce, so they're thinking about divorce. 
and they just want to know what to expect if they do decide to move forward. I love working with those type of people because sometimes they don't get divorced and I don't advocate for divorce. Right. I'm just, I'm just there to help people in a difficult time if they do decide to move forward. So yep. there's a lot of clarity that's happening in clients who are coming prior to thinking things through, making sure they're making the right decisions and understanding what to expect as they move forward. Well, and what I like, what I just kind of grabbed onto is you're kind of a divorce slash marital coach, right? Yeah. Sometimes I recommend that the two of them go to maybe like a weekend retreat to try to help Mm -hmm. communication, or maybe they go to what's called discernment counseling or, you know, to try different things that they haven't tried if there is still hope within saving the marriage. Yep, because it's a big deal. And if they can stay together, we always want to help them do that. So I love that you brought that up. Okay, so now let's say you're working with them, they're moving on, and they're ready. They're ready to move forward with the divorce, and they're feeling uncomfortable about bringing it up to their spouse. And, you know, I, Bridget, I feel like I have walked clients through this who, boy, do they feel a lot of guilt when they're the one, you know, bringing it up and wanting to move forward. So how do you kind of help people tell the other spouse or let them know what they're needing? Right. That's so important because how they're presenting it can start the path to moving forward with the divorce. And if they're going into the discussion and they want to try to hash out more than just, they really just need to say the basics of Here is what I'm feeling. They don't need to say anything from the past because if you've decided to move forward with divorce, you know, the time to look back is done. The time to look forward is now. And so it's really just saying what you need to say, allowing the other person to feel what you're saying, say what they need to say, and then then cutting the conversation short and waiting an amount, like a couple days before they come back to discussing what that looks like. Because that person needs to come up to the same level as the client who's coming in saying they want a divorce. Right. Give them a little time to catch up with where you are. And it sounds very businesslike. Right. And we'll talk about the emotional in a little bit because I know what, you know, about <laughs> triggers and all that. But what about the kids? You know, a lot of times I try to help people and there's a documentary film that I have that helps us see divorce through children's eyes. But how do you advise people? Everyone's always wondering, how do I tell my kids? Well, I feel it's best to tell your kids together Mm -hmm. if you can. And the sooner, the better, because kids are intuitive and they can feel your emotions. They can feel what's happening in the house. And if there's, if you're not sleeping together anymore, if you're in different rooms, they know that something's happening. And they're probably thinking it's because of themselves. And so the sooner you can sit down with the kids and explain that what's going to happen, that you're both going to love them, you're both going to be in their lives, and that the future is will be different, but you'll still be a family, just a two-home mm-hmm. family. At least it gets it on the table that the kids can start dealing with it. They're not questioning what's happening if you don't tell them. Right, right. That totally makes sense. And I would think maybe the, so what I've heard in the past, so it probably depends on the ages, right? Of the kids. So those older kids who are picking up, maybe the younger ones, you wait a little longer till you have it all kind of said and done 
but I'm not sure. But, you know, one thing that is true that I've learned is they always want information and they want to know why and they want to know reasons. And I think what you're saying about kind of being business, I know one little tip that I heard is to never say we don't love each other anymore because then they might go to, oh, well, then when are they going to stop loving me? But instead, you know, we're not getting along. We're going to live better separate and to kind of lay it out how it's going to be. And yes, to make sure they know that you both love them. You're still a family. And those are the kids that I've seen that really thrive through it. Right. Yep. So I think, yeah, right from the get go to just do it right. And you know what? Don't beat yourself up if you didn't. (laughs) there's time. That's another thing. I don't want someone listening to be like, Oh no, that's not how I did it. It's okay. Right. It's a great way to do it if you can. So I have one more practical question. How do you tell your clients to prepare for either that first attorney meeting, or if they're using a mediator together, how can they prepare for that? Because my clients always need to know that. Right. Yeah. So I think people have a misconception that divorce coach will add to their uh, fees for their divorce and really working with the divorce coach will reduce their fees because instead of talking to the attorney unprepared and spending whatever amount of money, they're talking to a divorce coach who is a third of the price and getting organized. So then when they do meet with the attorney, they have all their questions in order. They are working through their emotional part of the divorce. So they're coming in as a credible client to the attorney and also the mediator. They have things in order. They have their budgets in order. They have finances. They have what they want at the end of the divorce, what they're thinking about parenting plan. They're understanding the process prior to stepping into the arena. And it does make things go smoother and quicker when, because I might, you know, my consultation is free. And when people have a budget, have an understanding, we can actually already start talking about real important things, right? you know, like child support and alimony. So yes, being prepared. And again, it's okay if you're not, when you, you know, come to me, I can ask you those questions, but you will get more out of it. So I like what you said about using, especially with attorneys, having a divorce coach with you, hand in hand with you will save you money and it will help you be prepared. So great, great point. Can we get into the emotions a little bit now? I know we (laughs) met before and we're on the same wavelength about your mindset. And so I love that. So I'm really excited to delve into this. So when you have clients, and we know this is the thing that's hard, divorce is emotional, right? And you have to make really big decisions during a super emotional time. So how do you help your coaching clients kind of get control over that so that they can still use, I call it their sage brain or their prodigy brain? Yeah. So usually what I do with most clients, right, right in the first one or two sessions is work on finding their best self and also their values. And if you know those, we can use that through the divorce process of who are you at your best self and what are your values? So when you're looking forward, trying to project what you want at the end of the divorce, that you can keep those goals in mind. So anything else outside of those goals, you're letting go and you're just trying to be your best self in that process. Now, if emotions take over, which some experts say 70 to 80% of divorce is emotional, the rest is legal. It's really a matter of 
coming to terms with what is standing in the way? Is it, are you being triggered by your values or are you wanting things to go a certain way? Do you have misunderstanding of what to expect? And so having someone to kind of unbiased, you know, person to tell you that's normal or Maybe we think about this in a different way. What if this were to happen or what what if this were to happen? Just to kind of have reality check with them of what they're wanting. Right. Okay. So I need to step back a little bit because when you said you help them find their best self and their values, how does a person go about doing that? Is it like journaling? Is how you know? I mean, well, that's a big question. Yeah, there are quite a few things that you can do, but I do have an exercise for both. In addition to like having them, I think with divorce, a lot of times we forget about ourselves, and so mm-hmm. taking care of ourselves and our mindset, and like even just eating properly, exercising, the basics of feeding your who you are as a person we put to the wayside because we're so overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And so just keeping up with understanding who you are at your best, doing your values, exercise, and then also taking care of yourself through the process. So you can- So you have an exercise, is it just a series of questions that helps people? Yeah. Okay, okay, that's good to know. Okay, now the other thing I have to ask you, because this is always, and I try to help people with this so much, but if they're triggered- right? How, and it's in the moment and they're sitting in front of this person, what can they do? What I tell people is, first of all, understanding what your triggers are. Like, what is it in that person that you tend to, I mean, you've been married to this person for so long, you probably know the things that are going to cause a fight. And if something is said, like how you're going to react. So understanding that before going into the conversation can help you stop, like going through a barbed wire fence and getting your sweater caught. Yeah. You don't keep pulling it to pull the sweater, but you back up and, you know, unhook yourself. And that's kind of the same thing. Seeing the warning of what you're going to be triggered about and then catching yourself and then backing up and not falling into that. And the thing that I love about this is that can help you in your marriage. Right. Too. Right. Right. And so the thing that I love is that I feel like I don't want people to ever be back here again. I want them to get some tools so that moving forward, they have a better relationship. And I swear that's why I've been married for 31 years because I have learned so much. So, you know, even I need to be aware of where I get triggered by my husband, be aware of it. Then I can catch it and, you know, kind of take, take a couple breaths, (laughs) get the emotion (laughs) out of it. Because I think, Kind of the, one of the last things I kind of want to talk about is, I mean, it's so important not to be triggered when it's about your kids, because co-parenting is probably about the most important thing you're going to do through your, you know, with the divorce when you have kids. So how do you help people with their co-parenting communications? Yeah. So a lot of times it depends on where they need the help. A lot of what I have been doing lately is people going through the divorce and communication back and forth in email through our family wizard or email itself is they have a cycle of communication that they've had throughout their marriage. So you could say something not understanding that it's going to be triggering to the other person, but it might be a little dig that you don't even realize you're doing. So a lot of times I'll help them look at what they're saying, correct 
what they're writing minus a couple words or something mm-hmm. and then sending it to the other person. And they're always surprised at, oh my gosh, I actually got a good reaction from this person just by changing that one little bit. You know, we just don't understand the cycles that we create in our marriage and how it can be negatively affecting. Right. It's funny that you brought that up because I've been playing around with chat GPT. Oh yeah. A little bit, but I feel like you could go into that as well and say a nice way to ask for blah, 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 because I can't believe the stuff. I don't know how I feel about it, but I can't believe how helpful it can be to maybe use a different voice. I mean, and maybe if they're communicating, okay, they can even go so far as to try to work on that relationship just for the kids, even though they're not married, but to, I don't know if you've ever helped them to say, is there something that I'm saying that's bothering you? Because I did, that was not my intent and I want to understand. So I don't do it again. Yeah. And usually once one party takes the high road and starts handling it differently, the other party will come along. It might take a little bit of time, but eventually they'll catch on to what's happening and they'll see the cycle has changed and they Amen. start being better. Yeah. Amen. And some people have saved their marriages by taking the high road. Like even yeah. if you take care of yourself, you don't do couples counseling, but you go and you get some counseling or coaching yourself and you start to become a better person. Kind of crazy how oftentimes the other person in the relationship comes along beside you and starts to also, it's catchy. Yeah, for sure. All of this is just so good just for life <laughs> in general, but especially when you're going through something really hard like divorce, and especially when you have kids and you want to do it a better way so that you can still relate. And I have grandkids. I can't imagine not being able to be in the same room with an ex with my grandkids, because that's such a special time. So start healing your relationship now because you are going to be involved together for the rest of your lives when you have kiddos. Yeah, whether you're married or divorced, you'll right. still be together. I mean, and, you know, yep. you'll be at the graduations, at the weddings. And and so, yeah, the, having a good relationship is so important. Yep. Amen. I so agree. Hey friends, you may have heard me mention my swan analogy, how mediation is a lot like a swan gliding on a lake, not necessarily happy, not necessarily sad, but content, calm, and peaceful. I especially want this for my parents. And in custody cases involving alcohol, it can be very difficult to find peace of mind if you're fearful your child's safety is in jeopardy. Soberlink helps ease these concerns and improve child safety, which is why I recommend it to all my clients who raise concerns over a co-parent's alcohol misuse. Soberlink has remote alcohol monitoring technology, allowing parents to receive real-time alerts multiple times a day, ensuring the child is with a sober parent. Similar to mediation, Soberlink is time and cost-effective and worth every penny knowing your child is safe. To begin receiving real-time alerts that your child is safe and to receive $50 off your device, visit www.soberlink.com different. Okay, so this has gone extremely fast. 
but you know, at the end, because I'm in my barn and I've got my saddles over there, I have what I call the saddle up segment where I just get one little tidbit or piece of advice, something that you would throw out to our listeners right now can be something that you already said so that they can just have a better life moving forward. I think with any part of either life transitions or just wanting to be the best that we can be is really focusing on our mindset and having gratitude for the little things in life. And so if I were to leave your clients with anything, it would be that, that, you know, have a gratitude journal, go outside, be in nature, go for a walk, get exercise, but any part of life that we're having a struggle with, that's always a good start to moving forward. I love that piece of advice and I have found it in my own life. If I'm circling into some kind of bad thoughts or difficult thoughts, if I can start thinking about, even if it's something little, even if I'm sitting there, you know, petting my dog and I think, oh my gosh, I'm so thankful. He's so soft. You can't think the two things at the same time and it does, it works. It's amazing and it works. So I love that you said that. That's so good. And Bridget, if my listeners want to get a hold of you and want some divorce support, how can they find you? Uh, you can reach me at my website, which is www.thebridgingcoach.com. All right. And that will be in our show notes so people can find you there. So Bridget, again, thank you so much for all this helpful information. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, I just wanted to pop in here quick before this whole thing winds down. And I want to tell you about my parenting plan online course. It is for you if you are terrified that divorce is going to ruin your children. I'm here to assure you that you can co-parent really well together. And I have an online course that is going to walk you through a parenting plan. You will have a piece of your divorce done. If you want to work with a mediator, you can bring the paperwork in and that portion is complete. It's easy, affordable, quick, and effective. And it will be part of your divorce paperwork if you'd like it to, or you can just use it to co-parent well with another parent. It goes over all the things that you may not be thinking of when you're in the midst of an emotional time like divorce. So please go to lisakoski.com, check on my online courses, and sign up for the Parenting Plan course now because when parents work together, they can mitigate the damages caused by divorce to their children. Thank you for listening to the Doing Divorce Different podcast. Connect with us at lisakoski.com and sign up for our newsletter.